0: We're coming to you live for the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Also providing a seamless experience on this radio broadcast, Graceffo and Kilkelly back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Darwin Zook will have another update here at the bottom of the hour. Our soccer insider, John Conlon, is in studio. The women are in the semifinals of the World Cup on Tuesday afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern time, against England. If they win, they'll play in the World Cup final on July 7th in France against the winner of the Netherlands and Sweden. And, John, you have stated that you believe the U.S. women will leave France with another World Cup.
1: Put your money on it. I feel very confident that they're going to
0: win. The victory over France on a Friday night in Paris, and you talk about the grit and the toughness that the U.S. women exhibit in international play, that the men are lacking against quality competition, they showed that they wanted it in front of that crowd. They know how to win. They know
1: how to win under pressure. They know how to win when they're not necessarily the better team. Uh, I heard quite a few people that don't necessarily watch soccer all the time, say, well, France was the better team and they dominated the game. Who cares? Scores two to one, U.S. wins. You do what you can to make sure the score ends up in your favor. And for the U.S., they chased the game a little bit, but they found their ways to score.
0: Let's go to James in South Carolina. Thanks for the wait. And you're on the Saturday Night Hill Show.
2: Hey, Hugh, uh, I think we've talked before that I'm a uh, military vet. And that we also brought up, or at least you asked a question a while back about whether teams that win uh, championships should uh, go to the what? Go to the White House, and I think it's probably time that we that we get away from that because they're not they're not going to where it's a prestigious place. They're they're going by whoever's holding the office at the time. Uh, but to John. Uh, I want to single out the uh the women for a minute on one thing. Um I'm not a real soccer buff or fan, but I do pull for uh or watch soccer whenever the USA is is playing in World Cups and what have you. And um right now I've got a big problem with uh making Raponi and um you know the uh Well, if you win or you go to the White House, F no. Uh, I think different language could have been used on that. And I I fought for freedom of speech in this country, and I believe in it. But to me, there's a right place and a right time. And when all these athletes, not just uh, soccer, but all of them, football, what have you, across the board start kneeling for the national anthem which the flag and the national anthem go hand in hand i'm wondering you know adults we can make our own decision what what's right or wrong or have our own opinions but you're a uh, teacher um what are you seeing from the kids that are watching all these millions and millions of kids watching what what kind of uh What kind of idea are they getting in their mind that, hey, it's totally okay to do this, or how much of it do they really understand? But, uh, huge, I love your show. Appreciate it.
0: All right. Uh, Thank you so much, James in South Carolina. So, Megan Rapinoe uh, in the U.S., uh, she's getting heat for refusing to sing the national anthem. I I think uh, that's some in the media stretching for something Uh, again standing for the National Anthem, singing it. It's not like everybody at a Lions game or Patriots game or Texans game all sing the National Anthem in unison. So, And it goes back, though, during when she supported Colin Kaepernick, right, and took the knee. I haven't seen her take the knee in France, but she's not singing uh, the National Anthem, and people are giving her grief. And I've had people, John, as I told you before the show tonight, that have said, you know, you were really hard on Colin Kaepernick, but you're not on Megan Rapinoe. And I'm like, she's not singing the national anthem, okay? Uh, you know, if, if she was making it a spectacle during the national anthem at the World Cup, focusing on her, then, yeah, I'd be the first to deliver a huge opinion on it. But not singing the national anthem, I mean, you coach, do all your kids when the national anthem's playing, do they all sing? But they all stand, right?
1: They all stand. They don't
0: necessarily all sing. No. I do you look and see who's singing or not singing? No. I never do. I never have like, oh, he's not she's not singing, he's not singing. But I, I see where some are saying, you know, we'll look at Colin Kaepernick. I, I think trying to compare Megan Rapinoe to Colin Kaepernick kind of fits what Rapino's doing with her choice of politics, and you have the other political side all trying to make everything an issue right now. And Rapino to me, compared to Colin Kaepernick, uh, she is not, you know, she's set at the White House. but And so a Trump supporter is like, well, no way. And Colin Kaepernick, all of you know where I stood, on his stand on law enforcement. And I think that's what infuriated most Americans. That's the difference. And I believe that, you know, with Rapino and the politics... You know, you can pick the right spot, but are you safe from anything now with Twitter and the social networks? Everything's there instantly, right? And I and I believe that with Rapino and the comparisons to Kaepernick or not being patriotic, uh, man, I think she plays for her country as hard as anybody. Every time she's on the pitch. Would you agree with that? I agree one
1: hundred percent and i you know i won't get into the political piece about her but she's a great soccer player uh on the field in her play she's represented our country very very well uh and you know the the statement he made as a teacher what i always talk about is you know respect the position of the president you don't necessarily have to agree with their politics but you respect the position and um, you know, I can almost guarantee you that there's a divide even within the team on whether or not they would want to go to the White House or not. I mean, I, I I don't think that's universal on the team by any means. So let's focus on the greatness of what the women are doing on the field and how they're representing us as
0: soccer players, and we can go from there. Judging somebody based on if if they she's standing, she's not kneeling in France and if she's not singing does that not make you I'm trying to remember the last time a I could get through all the words and b that I sang the national anthem with everybody around me singing
1: you know there's a there's a bigger issue that we haven't talked about uh, everyone's focusing on this you know back and forth between Megan Rapinoe and Donald Trump but there's a major issue in in women's soccer with equal pay that Megan Rapinoe has been at the forefront of. And to be honest with you, I have a hard time uh, sweeping that under the rug. I mean, the U.S. women have earned significantly more money than the men the last six years, and they get paid significantly less. So if we're going to talk politics, uh, there's a great example of uh, inequality
0: within the sport. Yeah, and... uh, and the money they bring in, I, I read a story that the revenue of the women and the men were comparable, very, almost equal. Very. But the pay's not equal.
1: Nor even close. And it ha- Is that
0: on purpose, maybe? Is that the, the shot that the U.S. men can give back towards the women uh, that, hey, you know, you may be world champions, but we're getting the same money you're getting? I think it's
1: just it's been an old boys' network for a long time. The men uh, were on the scene first, even though they weren't necessarily winning. Uh, they were drawing the big crowds back in the late '80s, early '90s. The women were not, uh, but now you know things have caught up, and our women have been very successful, especially since uh, our first World Cup win. And now we need to take a look at why things are, in, you know,
0: not equal between the two two groups. Yeah, to end the political side of this conversation, on my side, somebody not singing the national anthem—you can't deem them to not be patriotic or ask that they be removed from the national team and sent home because they're not singing uh, the national anthem. Let's go to Todd in Michigan. Appreciate the wait. And you're on the Saturday Night Healed show.
3: Hi, Bill. Um, really like your show. Uh, first time caller, but I wanted to weigh in a little bit on uh, the Kawhi and KD's, or KD thing. Um, I think K D before he got injured with the, the the uh what was it? The last injury. He was, wasn't there talk about him going with Kyrie to either the Knicks or the Nets.
0: Yes there was, and I appreciate the call, David, uh in Michigan. Yeah, so there's you know, not Kyrie now with the Nets or Durant to the Nets. That would be interesting. And then the Knicks get power played by the Brooklyn Nets. And then if Toronto, I'll tell you what, and again with Kemba and the reports of Kemba Walker going to the Celtics and Kyrie Irving going to Brooklyn, Leonard leaving Toronto and how late in the game this would be would be devastating but because you won that NBA World Championship, you will get mileage out of it. I don't think there's any Toronto fan that said, you know what? This is the start of a dynasty. They celebrated what has never happened. And and maybe Kawhi looks at it and says, okay, yeah, we did this. But now, because Anthony Davis and LeBron are here and look at the West, maybe I should go join them. Southern California kid, right? our California background, and they all play together. And it becomes, man, you know, we, we thought the big three was entertaining. We thought Golden State, and still is, when they're healthy, is entertaining. But Kawhi, Anthony Davis, and LeBron, the same front court? Who, who defends that in the NBA? Hmm. So... You're Golden State healthy. Durant. Davis is on Durant. Kawhi's on Durant. Um, uh, Who's guarding LeBron? Who's guarding? You understand the matchup issues? It's already a bad matchup issue with Anthony Davis and LeBron. You will not be able to, you, you can double one of them. And there, if they can find a three point shooter who does nothing but rotate to one wing or the other in Los Angeles, who could knock it, if they could ever get a J.J. Reddick type, right? That guy is going to be sitting there wide open like it's a shoot around. Clay Thompson. Clay, Clay. If he wasn't hurt, if, if, if he was good to go, if he was good to go. But also, I think there's some loyalty there between the inner core, which would be Draymond Green, Steph, and Clay. I really, I I think they're three guys that respect the franchise, understand what they've done, and maybe want to end their careers as Warriors. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I, do, I mean, I don't know what those guys think, but. He's got a pretty good situation where he is. And,
0: and Kawhi, think about Kawhi and the comparisons to LeBron and about this Lakers are interested and there's interest from Kawhi. He did for Toronto what LeBron did for Cleveland. Brought him that world championship. Remember that celebration in Cleveland? Nothing after doing that and, and through Philly, through his shot on his butt, when it looked like they were toast against Milwaukee. Right? And they, they persevered. Are they? Can they do it again next year?
1: That's why I don't understand why Kawhi would go to L.A. If all things being equal financially, why would more you,
0: and more in Toronto?
1: Yeah. I why? Think. Why would you go from being? He's pretty much the king of Ontario right now.
0: King of Canada.
1: Yeah. And he's going to go now share the limelight. Not even share the limelight. He's going to play second or third fiddle in L.A. That just doesn't. I'm not, Kawhi's a different dude, but I don't know why any star athlete would want to be the third player on a team.
0: To know that you probably, I would say, they win the rings the next two years. That you get three in a row. You're Kawhi. You get three in a row. And, And knowing LeBron isn't there long term, you're playing with AD. Oh, uh, so LeBron has two years left, right?
1: Yeah, but you're gonna be Kawhi Leonard in LA where Kobe was, where Magic was, where Kareem was.
0: Where LeBron and Anthony Davis are right now.
1: Yeah. Tell me who who's the superstar before Kawhi in Toronto.
0: Nobody. That's why, you know, look at look at the crowds, look at the buzz, look at the people on AM five ninety in Toronto still talking. Our huge questions of the night. Where do you think Durant and Kawhi not necessarily together? Where will they play next year? Also, state of soccer in America and Canada has grown in the last year in terms of your interest. If you're a parent, what are the sports your kids talk about, whether it's Canada or the U.S.? Is soccer in that mix? one 855 212 cbs That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Bill Huge Simonson. You know that Notorious from Duran Duran, I used to beat mix that with new shoes, I Can't Wait, back in the late 80s, early 90s. I think Notorious was like 108, 107 on the beats per minute, and I'd get new shoes, I Can't Wait, and I could beat mix it. Yeah, that was what I was doing I went went into radio when I was young, like twenty twenty one. Then I wasn't paying a lot. I did nightclub DJ and made a ton of money. Great job when you're single, and then at thirty decided you know I want to get back into radio, but I had to leave behind a an unbelievable nightclub DJ career. Then I started overseeing for the owner all of his nightclubs. And I'd fly all around America to the best nightclubs, get the best music. That was awesome. Notorious. Who who played that? Was that Graceffo or Sean Kilkelly?
4: Uh, that was Sean.
0: Duran Duran's not Irish. They were English, weren't they? I think are that they, was the are Australian. version
4: of Notorious. What? I think that was the Biggie Smalls version of Notorious, which <laughs> he sampled from Duran Duran. Really? I believe so.
0: I, I thought it was the extended mix.
2: Could
4: have been, there was a
0: I You know what, Graceffo, man, you... I learn more each and every Saturday night on this show. And I give people, everybody wanting to know, you know what? He seems like the type of sports talk radio host who was an unbelievable nightclub DJ.
4: You're talking about me or you? Me. Oh, I thought we were talking about me for for a while.
0: No, well, you you did drop the Biggie Small, though. You you, you went and did that. So you're a New Yorker. You like it? I did. You're, you are hip. I am. Yeah. I John Conlon, our soccer insider, is hip. Yeah, Duran Duran, I so they sampled Notorious. Yeah,
4: that Biggie was, sampled Notorious from Duran Duran.
0: I know. Hungry Like the Wolf is right up there with ACDC, You Shook Me All Night Long, and Hung- Rolling Hungry Stones. Like
4: the one of my favorite songs what is hungry like a wolf one of my favorite
0: songs it is yes hungry that's what i'm saying duran duran I loved mtv it. I like when Durant it was Durant. launching how old are you john you want me to say that on air yeah were you 40 44 all right we're well, still young yeah you know. you remember <laughs> mtv oh yes well i'm asking you what? i remember breaking two electric boogaloo i remember yeah yeah I'm, I'm, that was that we're all we are just three hip white guys <laughs> that should be the name of the new show uh two till six maybe Zach Gelb, Grisefo, and Sean Kilkelly. Three hip white guys. You like that, Grisefo? Yeah, man. Is I that Gelb
4: it. coming up? Yeah, he's coming up next.
0: He's been getting some big time interviews. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he's been he he works it. I'm spot, telling the you, man.
4: Spots we get on from two to six AM, you don't want to miss it.
0: They no, he gets he gets some big names. I know. I'm, who was the Who was the big name he just had on? I saw his tweet because I follow him on Twitter.
4: We had uh, Kobe White last night, the Bulls guard. Who that had was the,
0: it, yeah, the Bulls guard for who our had the listeners. The big viral
4: uh, moment of the of the NBA draft.
0: Yes, when he found out his teammate was was drafted in the first round, and then and then Zach was going crazy on Twitter. I think he's going to talk about it tonight. Something about Don Nelson and that HBO Real Sports. We did segment. that last night. What was that last night about? Because the, yes. they smoked pot and played poker around, the, oh, around the, alarm. the dead guy. Yes. Oh, sound the with the dead guy. Yes. When the dead guy was there, and they kept playing until the coroner came. Right.
4: We did a blow by blow breakdown of whether or not they knew the dead guy was dead. It was it was big.
0: So, I, I watched that same thing with Brian Gumble, and to you know give the backstory for the audience that. Don Nelson, you know, you know, one of the greatest NBA coaches of all time. He's living in Maui. He has a medical marijuana card, and he grows his own marijuana with Willie Nelson. He has a batch for Willie, uh, and they play poker in his poker room. And who else? Woody Harrelson, Owen Wilson, guys that live out on Maui, right? Just rich actors and former, you know, singers and sports stars. Well, I'm not going to laugh, but they were playing poker and a friend died during their poker game, but they kept playing until the coroner's office showed up to get the body. That's a true story. Am I making that up, James? John's no, looking at me like no, I have no idea what you're that talking was, about.
4: That was the story they told. Now, whether or not they knew the dead guy was really dead or they thought he fell asleep or whatever.
0: Hey, you've been at late night poker games where you think the guy, you know, had a few too many beers and. No, I just it,
4: have a few too many. I don't play poker.
0: How? Do, well, if you see a friend, okay, so you're with friends late at night. Let's say it's five in the morning. Whether sure. you're, it's a after that's hours party, that's, yeah, that's and normal. you see a friend slumped in the couch. Have you ever walked up to him wondering if he's dead? No. You think he's sleeping it off, right? Definitely. Was that your poll last night? Is that a slow sports time? We're saying. <laughs> you know, we should have done that. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, welcome to the Zach Gelb show. Uh, have you ever had like a late night party at your house and your friend who you thought was sleeping actually croaked? One eight five five two one two four CBS. What yeah, about the Don fact Nelson. that
4: Nelson had the daughter and he didn't know about it for? Like, Did you years? notice?
0: Uh, well, he a daughter, which he, that was emotional because he he was glad, uh, you know. He, he discovered you know, his daughter, and his daughter reached out to him. But back to Brian Gumble. did you notice when they were watching the Warriors and the Raptors while filming that HBO Real Sports piece that Gumble was with all the poker guys in the room before they're going to play poker, and they're all smoking dope? And I'm thinking, Brian Gumble has to have a contact buzz going on right now.
4: Like, watching the piece, Gumble was the only guy into the game. Like, Nelson was like, Don was like, look, watching the game. Like not as intently as, you know, he would if he were coaching, obviously. But Gumble is the only guy intently like with his eyes peeled to the television and Nelson is just sitting there in a haze like, I hope the Warriors win. No, oh, they didn't. He's okay, great.
0: And you're looking at Don Nelson sitting next to Brian Gumble with his with his water bong going, hey, You know, Steph Curry, they gotta run a one three one. And I'm and 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 he blew. If you, he blows this big cloud of smoke, and Gumbel is eight inches next to him on that chair. And I'm thinking, I'm waiting for Brian Gumbel to start pounding Twinkies and chips from like his cupboard. So when oh the, my lord! So I, when it's the a,
4: cameras are off, Bill, you think Gumbel took a took a hit of of whatever they were? No, speaking? no,
0: that would, he wouldn't take a. You don't think all, so? Nobody smokes though. Nobody nope. does. Nobody? nobody. Nobody does. I know.
4: I see nope. it. I see it everywhere, but nobody smoked.
0: Nobody, nobody nobody smokes up. Somebody did tell me though that they went to Seattle. This was just yesterday. Yeah, someone told me the story. They went to Seattle because I was telling them about you gotta watch this Don Nelson thing. It's crazy. And a buddy of mine, Jeff Cousins, said he went to visit friends, family in Seattle, and there's like Ike's house or something, which is a a place you go smoke dough, right, legally. And outside the place was a guy with a vending vending cart where he was selling uh, the mini donuts. he dropped drop them in the deep fryer, and he said he sold like 10,000 mini donuts a day. And he's parked right outside the marijuana bar or whatever. 10,000 mini donuts a day that this guy was selling. And I'm thinking, what a great—and I heard about that, like, outside of Vesco Field. Somebody was selling, like, 10,000 pizzas on Broncos' home game days or something because marijuana's legal in Colorado. All right, Graceffle, uh, let, let's, do the, let's do the investigation if Gumble had a contact buzz from Don Nelson.
4: This is something everyone needs to know.
0: No, I I, I, I want to live in Maui. You know, I'm watching these guys all playing poker: Owen Wilson, Woody Harrelson, Willie Nelson. I'm thinking, how Willie Nelson get from Austin to Maui? You know, I, I want to live there and retire. I do, don't you, John? Want to live in like Hawaii and retire? Oh, I want to party with those guys. Let's Same look. here. I mean, I, you don't have to smoke, but you know, I'll just I'm pound like you know, ten Twinkies and three bags of chips. And, Don, you got you know Uber Eats? Come on, let's get some pizza. I love the weekend at Bernie's story with the the dead guy playing. That's poker. what they said. <laughs> uh, Do scary. you think that was real, Grisepo?
4: Oh, the fact that they that the uh, dead guy just collapsed.
0: Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't. Know. I, I don't believe it. It's a
4: it. it's a it's a story you you want to embellish, though. You know.
0: Yeah, I think it, I. Who knows? They're they're all high. <laughs> recefo thank you for the input uh john will wrap Anytime, up our, you know uh, this is what people live for zach gelb talked about it for four hours last night i like it though I, it's a, it, it was intriguing i brought it up a couple times today because it's don nelson it's a it, he makes phil jackson look like he's the preacher down at the sunday bible school uh john Collins, our soccer insider uh, one final segment with him also where we'll Kawhi Leonard and Durant play next year in the state of soccer in America. You can join us at one 855 212 cbs That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Tomorrow at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific, CBS Sports Network is on the court with this summer's hottest hoops league. Don't miss basketball's biggest legends, all-stars, and champions with the big three on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports, uh, the CBS Sports TV Network. We have Graceffo and Kelly back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. John Conlon, our soccer insider, has joined us Throughout the broadcast, huge questions of the night. Where will Kawhi Leonard and Durant play? Will they play together? Will they play separately next season? What NBA uniform will they be wearing? And the state of soccer in Canada and in America. Has interest grown in your sporting life when it comes to soccer? And if you're a parent, uh, what sports are the kids watching and talking about in your household? one 855 212 cbs that's one 4227 at Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Matt in Atlanta, Georgia, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Doing good, buddy.
5: Good. Uh, I just wanted to kind of touch on both subjects a little bit. I mean, uh, so I'm, I'm a diehard Lakers fan. I'm from California, born and raised. So, uh, you know, we've kind of been going through hell and back for the past, you know, probably since Kobe's last age. So we've kind of been the stock of the league. And uh, I just think that, in my personal opinion, that for Kawhi, I think, you know, at the same time, the, the, the argument that I hear with him a lot of the time is the fact that he has a whole country behind his back. But at the same time, there's just as many people in the state of California as there is in the entire country of Canada. So I just kind of personally feel that with Kawhi, the best situation for him, because I personally don't see him wanting to go to New York to play on the Knicks with KD. And so with him, I personally feel like with him coming to L.A., his best shot is going with the Lakers. Um, and I, I say that as an NBA fan, not as a pious Lakers fan. I'm obviously hoping he comes to us. But worse comes to worse with the Lakers, I feel like they're setting themselves up with D'Angelo Russell pretty nice because then they can, uh, they're they not even offering him a max contract. I think it was something like $27 million. And uh, with him, they're trying to get him to come for a lesser amount than the Max, and then they'll obviously fill that role around with role players. Um, but then as far as Kevin Durant goes, um, like I said, I mean, he, he for, for him, I feel like that if he goes to the Knicks, he's going to kind of be by himself because I don't feel like that many people, in my opinion, want to join him if he goes to the Knicks. Now, obviously, so his best shot at going to New York would be going to the uh, Nets with uh, ending up teaming up with Kyrie since they're already guaranteeing him a contract on that end.
0: Well, thank you, Matt, in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's travel to Cleveland, Ohio. And, Wes, you're on the Saturday Night Huge Show.
6: Wow, the huge show. Thank you for having me. This is the first time ever. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I don't recall the soccer um, uh, guest you have. John Conlon. Uh,
0: never forget that, that name.
6: Thank you. I'm sorry. You know what? Well, you had me all confused by that uh Pot Smoke Talk. And so I, right. sorry, well, we do March Pot usually, Smoke
0: Talk at the bottom of every hour, around yeah. the clock on CBS Sports Radio. It's Pot Smoke <laughs> Talk with Graceffo and Kilkelly.
6: That's why I love you. So anyway, no, I really this is a serious uh, thing. Someone made an assertion, and I don't remember their name. I wish you could recount them and give them credit properly, but I can't. And their assertion was that American soccer is unique because women – excel, men don't. Women have less opportunity uh, to to be really capitalistic in the sports realm. WNBA is only so popular. Uh, women's professional wrestling and, and 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 UCF is only so popular, but there's a, a concentration of, of female athletic talent with no place to go, so they find soccer. Conversely, men have MLB, NFL, NBA, minor leagues, even hockey. So there's a less concentration of male talent going to soccer. So our U.S. soccer teams are overwhelmingly excellent in the female realm, but not as much in the male realm because there just aren't the opportunities for women to be excellent in other sports. I wonder what your per- perspectives are. Uh, I wish I could, uh, that was somebody else's idea, not mine, but it, it did ring sense to me. What do you think?
0: All right, uh John Colin. Uh, you heard uh, West there in Cleveland, Ohio, and is it all about if if the women had as many pro opportunities as the men in America, will we still be a world power in soccer?
1: Uh, I can't answer hypotheticals uh I think it's a simplification of the issue uh, with the men. Uh, to me we i think it's the largest participation sport in our country under the age of 12 right soccer is. soccer right yeah um so I, i'm not sure if i agree with the argument he was presenting i think the reason we've been so successful in the women's game has to do with the fact that we were the first country to really promote the women playing and to put money behind it whereas the european countries didn't see the need for it uh the men's game is a completely different issue it it has nothing to do with the fact that we have a lot of talented athletes in football and basketball who are not playing soccer It has to do with the fact that our training environment and our ability for people to have a sustainable living playing professional soccer in the u.s is not there
0: and the women when you when you look back to 99 and you think about uh the 20 years of growth, for the women that have to sit down again after the World Cup and ask about equal pay. It's ridiculous. It is. it is. It is a slap in the face to what the women have built up, and it shows that arrogance that we talked about that I feel, and I haven't been around U.S. men's soccer, but I feel it when I hear their coaches talk. I feel it when I hear the U.S. men players talk. Uh, it it's just part of that culture that needs to end, if U.S. men's soccer ever dreams of being
1: a world power. We all have that friend who feels the need to put everybody else down, right? And that's uh, that's U.S. soccer. U.S. soccer talks talks down to people. They, it is arrogance, and especially on the men's side. I, I I've never felt that on on the women's side, mainly because they've had to fight for everything, and there is inequality in terms of the pay and in terms of the resources the women have. So they have not had that arrogance. And I think the arrogance on the men's side has kept us pretty stagnant.
0: Let's go to Martin in Calgary, Alberta here on the Saturday night huge show.
2: Hello. How are you
0: doing good, Martin?
2: That's good. Um, I want to talk about, uh, I want Kawhi to stay in Toronto and uh, like this, As a Canadian, I really don't care about basketball, but this was the most NBA basketball games I've ever watched. And, you know, we've had all this talk about Kawhi want to go, you know, play with Kevin Durant or whatever. I just don't understand why he can't stay in Toronto for one more year. If Toronto could win a second championship, then they would cement themselves in... Uh, NBA history, you know. Everyone seems to think Toronto is a joke. I just don't understand it.
0: Martin, uh, you said you're a comedian? Is that what you do for eleven? No, I'm a Canadian. Oh Canadian. I thought he said he's a comedian. I wish I was a comedian. I thought I was like, oh wait, maybe Martin he's a he's he's one of the funniest guys. As a comedian I want I'm thinking like, did I hear that? It is, you know, one fifty <laughs> two in the morning, so that's my bad. Martin, thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate the call in Calgary. How would I hear? He's a Canadian, obviously, Calgary, Alberta. Hey, you a comedian? No, I'm a Canadian. (laughs) Hey, are you a comedian? No, it's called Canadian. Oh, I didn't know that. I learned that after watching the Raptors whim. Wow. It is, you know, for a show, John, that's on from 10 a.m. until 2 a.m. Eastern time, We don't get a lot of weird things that happen. Some people sound like they're completely hammered, but Graceffo (laughs) and Kilkelly can deal with that. Let's grab Jake in Chicago. Not a Canadian, not a comedian. Uh, Listening on AM670, the score final caller of the night. How you doing, Jake?
3: Very well. How are you tonight?
0: Good, buddy. What's on your mind?
3: So, I want to talk a little bit about Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I'm very intrigued. I I, I like... I like this, this whole process. Uh, I think he is an assassin at the highest level. Uh, he was on the Spurs. He defeated the Miami Heat team. Uh, granted, Golden State was a little beat up, but he's the guy who eventually you know, took him to the promised land. And I'm in love with his game. This dude is awesome. And, you know, he can go anywhere he wants. But I like thinking of him as the guy who knocks off these uh, these built teams, you know, these big threes. And that's the way I want to see him. And it would break my heart if he goes anywhere other than Toronto just because I I, I'm i really afraid of him going to L.A. match up with LeBron James because I have such uh, high echelons for Kawhi Leonard, him with LeBron, it, it just wouldn't be fun anymore. And... It stinks because when Kevin Durant went to Golden State, I, I just I, I couldn't be the same fan I wanted to be because it's let's wait to the playoffs, and that's what I'm afraid of if Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers because it just it's going to be wait to the playoffs because you got these two dynamic guys, right? Similar games, right? And I just hope it it, it wasn't gonna hurt
0: the NBA. And And, uh, and Jake, thanks for the call in Chicago. Hey, we're out of time. Thank you, John Conlon. Thank you, Graceffo. Thank you, Kilkelly. Kelly. We'll talk to you next Saturday night.